Get your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. To talk soccer and City SC with Taylor Twelman. This is Talking with Twelman on 101 ESPN, presented by Together Credit Union. Together Credit Union, the City SC Visa credit card is exclusively available at TogetherCU.org. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. Talked it over with Buster only to start the program. If you missed that interview, you can go back and podcast it. Dobbs Tire and Auto Center's podcast. That's where you can podcast it on the 101 ESPN app. We'll replay a couple of clips coming up here at about 1045 right now, as he does every Tuesday on the program. It is our pleasure to be joined by Taylor Twelman, presented by Together Credit Union. Morning, Taylor. So what's up, brother? How are you? Well, I, I'm very grateful to you because I know you're busy this morning, and and yet you're still finding a way to fit us into your schedule. You, sir, are a gentleman, and I would say this, Jackson, and Taylor will know exactly what I mean when I say it. You are a man for others. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> um, that is the furthest thing from the truth regarding anything I've done in my life, but I appreciate that. <laughs> Well, I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate it nonetheless. Hey, I wanted to get your perspective. A unique set of circumstances here. I don't know how often this happens. We're we're experiencing the uh, the first year of city in St. Louis, where you have storms just rain out a game about forty nine minutes in, and uh, and so they will pick things back up in uh, in Dallas uh, when they reschedule that thing. Is is that is that relatively commonplace, or is that uh, is that a rare one off? Uh, I think it was a rare one-off, to be honest with you. Um, Usually, you know, from my experience in this league and particularly in this country, it's usually 90 minutes at the minimum Mm -hmm. where you wait it out and and look at the decision. And I think it caught um, a lot of us, you know, outside the game and outside the league, so to speak, and uh, seeing how quickly that game was moved on from. So, it makes the schedule more congested later in the years, which, which makes it more surprising to me that the game was abandoned. But on the other hand, you, you, you have to ask people that were there and whether or not it could have been played. I've heard both sides of it, so it, it's interesting. I think St. Louis City um, publicly have played it cool, but I think privately I, I don't think they're very happy with the decision because more so they felt like they had FC Dallas on the ropes. That's, that's, that's what I was going to ask. And watching that game, I thought okay, it was good to see it because if this was a boxing match, I like to tie that analogy. And quite often, when you when you have a low scoring or no scoring game, whether it be in hockey or in, in soccer, I felt like they were getting the better of it for the first time in, in a few weeks. Uh, what did they do? Even though it didn't result in a goal, and the game's outcome still to be determined, that they had them on the ropes. In your opinion, Taylor? FC Dallas loves to pull you apart, and they like to defend with the ball. What I mean by that is when they are in possession, they are setting up their defensive structure to try to make it a little bit more difficult 
to catch them on the break. And I think, for the most part, St. Louis City did a good job of not biting and not getting pulled apart in rotations, not getting pulled apart in possession. And so then it made it a little bit more difficult for FC Dallas, more so to get comfortable, to get into a rhythm. You know, they're managers of a Spanish pedigree, so they want to use possession. They want to use the ball. Obviously, St. Louis City is the exact opposite. They want to make the game, you know, just pure chaos in the sense of they don't want any team to be comfortable. And so on the road, I think for St. Louis City to be able to do that works in their their favor. Now, would they have left with three points? That's as anyone's guess. Right. But for the you know fifty minutes or so, you you can make a real argument. City was the better team. They will have a situation next time they take the field against uh, Chicago, who we're going to see tonight. We'll get into that momentarily. But for the MLS portion of the schedule, because Tim Parker uh, picked up the yellow card, and that means he will miss uh, the next game. Uh, your thoughts on that set of circumstances and its potential impact for this coming uh, week's game? Yeah, you know, you and I have had that conversation, right? Where's depth going to be a real question mark for this team? I said center back and center forward. And and so um, I, I think a few players have shown themselves to maybe fill that gap. You know, I think St. Louis City, if you ask Bradley Carnell right now privately, you would say, yeah, they're a better team when Tim Parker's on the field for the experience part and whatnot. However, they've had games without Tim Parker already and done all right. So, I still think the bigger question mark is when Shao Klaus doesn't play, where a goal is going to come from, where's the reference point. I think Tim Parker not being in the lineup for one game uh, isn't going to kill them, but any long stretch, I think it would hurt them. Unfortunately, this is just, it is what it is, but um, it's unfortunate circumstances, I think, for Tim Parker to be suspended, but uh, we see it time and time again in this league where, certain decisions come back, and, and I think it's unfortunate for Tim. So there's a chance we could see him tonight. Just can't see him Saturday. Uh, City SC. Well, I would see. I would play him tonight. I'll answer your question right now. Now you know he's not playing Saturday. I'd 100 percent play him tonight. Get him out there tonight, uh, and then make some adjustments with the rest of the uh, lineup. I would imagine for those uh, in, in wondering what's going on, this is now the round of 32 in the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup, and they will take on the same team. They will see. On Saturday, it just might be a different set of players each time they meet. Uh, your thoughts on what we will see tonight, and then comparatively speaking, what will we see uh, as they take on uh, Chicago Fire FC? Well, I think it's unfortunate for Chicago Fire that they're going to play the same opponent in back-to-back games while they just fired their manager yesterday. And the reason why I say that is that oftentimes when you fire a new manager, you get a little bit of a boost because there's a new messenger and whatnot. However, for Chicago for Chicago, it, the truth of the matter is is that it's Frank Klopas, and this is, if I'm not mistaken, his third, if not fourth time at the helm of being the head coach or manager in an interim role. So I, I don't know what impact that has for them. Um, I think it's an interesting one because I don't think Ezra Hendrickson was the issue or is the issue. I think there's some real issue. I mean, you cannot have a designated player making $7 million a year with zero goals, zero assists. In, in six starts. That, that, that's inexplicable, right? So I think St. Louis City could really, really find themselves, if they survive the first, say, 15, 20 minutes with a new boost, new manager, new energy, you plant the seed back into the minds of the Chicago players that you're the ones that fired your coach, you're the ones that are, are struggling, 
then I, I, I don't think there's any reason why St. Louis City shouldn't find themselves leaving Chicago, um, advancing in the Open Cup, and then ultimately this weekend leaving with three points. Well, that would be a wonderful set of circumstances if they can get them two times in a matter of five days. Uh, final question for you here. I'm curious what your perspective is on this. Because of playing Chicago tonight and then again on Saturday, then uh, Kansas City sporting KC coming up the following week. Uh, these would be theoretically what could be considered the rivals. Rivalries certainly develop organically, but also geographically. Which team do you think is likely to become the long-term rival? And then my follow-up would be with, with San Diego potentially getting the next expansion team, there's a good chance that City moves to the east and therefore would probably mm-hmm. end up playing Chicago more than they would sporting KC, uh, what do you what do you think on that? Do you think it's better for City to be in the East, considering the geographical location of the teams who are closer on the East side versus the fact that you have Kansas City and then you got to go all the way to Colorado to find another team as you head west? Yeah, I think. Listen, if St. Louis City ends up being in the East, I can promise you one thing: MLS will make sure they play Sporting Kansas City at least once a year. Okay. And and the reason why is that the Illig family, the owners of Sporting Kansas City, were huge proponents of St. Louis getting a team. They want a rival. They need a rival. Uh, Kansas City, St. Louis, naturally, Royals, Cardinals, that 85 World Series still chaps my ass. Nice. Um, but the, the truth of the matter is there is a real natural rivalry with both cities. We all know about the Cubs and the Blackhawks and, and, and all of that. Chicago, St. Louis is natural via the city and the people and and what the history is there. I think Sporting Kansas City may become the bigger rival in this league. Uh, It's closer. Sporting Kansas City has had much more, you know, albeit the the start this year, success in this league. They've set the standard by their – with rejuvenating a – a franchise in this league that was playing in front of 5,000 Arrowhead. Now they have a $200 million training facility. They have the stadium. So there's just natural rivalries there. I hope for the league's perspective that Chicago gets a new stadium. They're going to get an $80 million training facility, downtown Chicago. Then that will happen. I think both are going to be rivals. Both are going to be natural. But I think the first five to seven years of St. Louis City's existence I'd be shocked if it's not sporting Kansas City over Chicago on that natural rivalry. There you go. Taylor Twelman every week here on 101 ESPN brought to you by Together Credit Union. Taylor, appreciate it, man, as always. Thanks so much. Yep. See you next week, bud. Take it over next week with Taylor Twelman. Tuesdays with Twelman here brought to you by Together Credit Union. All right, Action Jackson, have you been able to pull some of what Buster only had to say at the outset of the program? For the people who didn't get a chance to hear it, we'll highlight a couple of those clips coming up on the other side of the break. Uh, Read some of the texts. We've gotten a billion texts on the topic. Uh, That is coming up on the other side of the break. Buster only was our guest at the outset. Two things that I think we will be highlighting. Uh, One, uh, I think, would be for those who may be as anti-Cardinal as you can be at the moment, specifically anti-John Mazzei like Ali Marmol, and then the other one would perhaps be for those of you who are optimistic regarding the team. Everybody will be served next on Balloon Party. This is 101 ESPN.